I don't believe in God. I know God. I love me some Jesus. <laughs> Too much. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's on the next episode. It's the moon reading. I rock with you, Yaya. It's all love. They better listen to this advice. We good. You crazy, girl. This is what this show is about, all right? We With keep the it real. real and real talk. The God and God talk. And that's a wrap. Today is Tuesday, October 27th, and you're listening to Real Talk on God Talk, a podcast for people who skip church for brunch on Sundays. Yeah, what's good, Yaya? Okay, <laughs> you're... Yeah, came in with the hype energy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I like it, though. I like it. I like it. How you doing? How you living? How am I living? How you living, Biggie Smalls and Mission hey. and Benzes? Nah. You see? Uh, we, we can't cancel <laughs> Brooklyn people nothing. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. Um, how am I doing? I'm okay. Uh, I don't have any wisdom or gems to drop on y'all. Another day, another dollar. That's at it. Work. <laughs> you know, that's it. Yeah, same here. Um, nothing, nothing too much going on. Actually, I'm just really hype about this episode because y'all really tuned in for a treat today. And so, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 not keep them waiting. Let's just go right in. I mean. That's a fact. It's season three, episode three. Yep. And here's a rundown of what you can expect on this episode. Tis the season. It's almost Halloween. And this week, we're talking hoodoo, voodoo, witch doctors, and magic spells. In this episode, we're connecting with Katrina, hoodoo root work practitioner and owner of Brooklyn Roots Tarot Reading and Magic Services Shop, to discuss what our society understands and misunderstands about magic. We're asking the real talk question of the week. What is it we're so afraid of? Is it the blackness or the magic? Then, in the moon reading, Yaya will take us through part two of our new series, Zodiac 101, where she covers concepts in astrology for beginners. Spoiler alert, knowing your sun sign is only the first step down the rabbit hole. <laughs> this week, Yaya is covering our moons and ascendants too. And finally, it's a Real Talk on God Talk Halloween costume contest. Stay tuned for how you can win some God Talk swag. For some, October is the most magical month of the year. It's Halloweeny time, after all. Images of witches, vampires, voodoo dolls, and more are legit everywhere. But despite the cultural acceptance of European or whitewash magic in American pop culture, with its uh, white supremacist and Judeo-Christian roots, magic, supernatural, and shamanistic practices associated with Black and Indigenous people are often depicted as inherently evil and basically get a bad rap. But in this episode, we're connecting with Katrina, hoodoo root work practitioner and owner of Brooklyn Roots Tarot Readings and Magic Services Shop to discuss what our society understands and misunderstands about magic. And we are asking the real talk question of the week. What are we really afraid of? Is it the blackness or the magic? Okay, woo. Hey, y'all. So uh, this is really sort of a full circle moment for us. Uh, Yeah, I had so I had kind of told Truth this a little earlier. Uh, Truth, Katrina and I were talking. Uh, So Katrina and I, we actually went to elementary school together um, way back in the 90s. And um, (laughs) yeah, yeah, man. Um, And so I'm really so happy to be able to reconnect with you, Katrina. Katrina. 
I really want to, uh, I guess, start by asking, who are you? <laughs> who are your people? Uh, before we get into, I guess, uh, your spiritual practices or like talking about magic and what you do, we want to get to know a little bit about you. Okay. Um, so I'm Katrina. I'm from Brooklyn. I currently live in London. I am a PhD student um, concentrating in African-American folk magic and culture. Um, and I also have been a hoodoo and root work practitioner for about 12 years now. Um, I mainly focus on hoodoo as my, uh, I guess, um, practice of choice, but I also do obia, santeria, um, palo, and a few other um, traditions that I work with. So it's not, you know, just one path, but pretty much um, other things that calls me as well. So. Okay, 12 years. Yeah. I mean, we all from Brooklyn. That's pretty dope too, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> BK rep hard anywhere we go, man. That's a fact. Yeah. So, uh, okay, so Katrina, so uh, 12 years practitioner plus you have, uh, you are pursuing your PhD. Uh, yes. And you said in African-American folk magic? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. So we're, we're looking, so what does this mean? Okay. Yeah, so you have yeah. a 12 year practitioner who do in root magic, uh, root work, excuse me, and uh, African-American folk magic. Can you give the people some definitions? Like w- what does this mean? Yeah, so hoodoo is actually uh, specifically an African-American folk magic practice. Um, I guess it's similar to hoodoo, but it is not a religion. Um, It kind of um, is inclusive of different cultural practices as well. So it has its roots in a lot of um, magical or I would say religious practices brought over um, from Africa by enslaved peoples, but it's also mixed with uh, the cultures of the time. So the experiences that the enslaved people might have went through um, and the and the kind of, I guess, magic they needed at the time. So um, a lot of people don't realize that hoodoo was used a lot in slavery um, and on the Underground Railroad when people are trying to escape as protection spells and things like that. So a lot of the magic um, evolved and grew around really what was needed by the practitioners at the time. Um, So it's kind of, you know, the magical practices um, and sticking to um, some of the uh, traditional African, uh, West African deities um, that were originally praised, but it's also a mix of, you know, Native American traditions that uh, enslaved people came into contact with. French traditions that people came into contact with and then just kind of also formed around, again, their needs at the time. When they moved into cities, it formed around um, protection magic from police or judges and juries and things like that. So it's kind of like a mishmash mm-hmm. of religion and culture. Okay, cool. Wow. that That's mm-hmm. amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. I, yeah. I have all the questions, so I'm sorry. I keep jumping in with mad questions. Nah, you good, you good. <laughs> no, no. So, okay, so ma- like magic. You say a word like magic and people yeah. will think like, okay, a rabbit in a hat. Or focus, like, focus, yeah. yeah. You know, right. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like when you say magic, what do you mean? Um, When I say magic, I just, um, I really only mean 
I guess the unexplainable or the supernatural. And um, funny enough, um, I guess in my stream of belief and my belief systems, it's not really magic as much as it is a system of knowledge on how to access things that are normally inaccessible. Mm, so if you okay. so if you um you know put a certain ceremony together a certain way, it's not really you know supernatural or unexplainable. It's just that you know the exact formula of what to do to get a certain result. It's not much different than science. So if you're talking about, um, you know, doing a money spell and you know that certain things um, draw money like uh, cinnamon and chamomile and thyme, you might just roll all of that up into a mojo bag or roll those herbs on a candle and, you know, light it. Um, mm. And I mean, that's magic. It's just knowing what ingredients to put together at a certain time and how to use them. Um, but it's not really, I guess, unexplainable or that crazy. I mean, people have such ra different views of, you know, it when they're going into a Catholic church and lighting a candle opposed to when they're doing it at home. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, right, really, right, right. it's really kind of the same it's the same thing. Right. Um, but yeah, um, there, and there are several different, what's really important in, in hoodoo and a lot of these different traditions is um, realizing that sure, you can pray, um, which is more common in um, any sort of Judeo-Christian tradition, but we kind of want to get into the ceremony of it too and use the uh, the power of the universe around us too. So for example, today's the day of Venus, so I'm going to do a love altar and work with the energies that are already in the universe to kind of draw that out. Um, yeah, or moon phases or working with particular deities um, whose day of praise that is. So it's really just kind of the prayer um, verbally, but also the offering or inviting these spirits into your home by showing them certain items or giving them certain things gotcha mm -hmm. that's so ah, wow that i mean it, it's just so yeah it's so mm -hmm. deep it's like it's so dense and I, I can say that just because it's not it's not something that i've been like exposed to so for me it's just it's so interesting hearing it right mm -hmm. so i understand that you said you you've been you have 12 years of experience as a practitioner mm -hmm. right so how do you, did you get started? Was it something you were exposed to at a younger age or like, how did you get started in it? Well, that's actually a very, a very interesting question for a couple of reasons. Mm -hmm. um, no, I wasn't, I didn't know I was exposed to it. And I think that a lot of people, a lot of black and brown people are exposed to it in their homes and families and daily life. And we don't realize it. Mm -hmm. A lot of the little traditions that our families have around the house that we, that you know, our parents and grandparents tell us, um, we don't really know that they're hoodoo or voodoo or whatever, but they are, right. um, such as, um, you know, things you keep in the doorway, even the wearing of crosses. Um, I'm West Indian, so, you know, our grandparents used to always bathe us in Florida water to keep us <laughs> safe. Um, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And these things yeah. are magical practices right. so to say but we're not really thinking 
of it as that, but we've been practicing this all our lives. Right. I don't mean to interrupt you, but yeah. low key, I'm thinking about it. Like, you know, when you have a baby and, you know, if the baby crying, 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 and you put yep. a Bible with scissors, like, I, now, mind you, I have no idea like what that could mean in terms of like hoodoo or root work, but I know that that is not like, it's something that I don't think I've really thought about until this very conversation of what does that really, like, what are we really doing with that? That is literally one of the oldest hoodoo tricks in the in the book to keep yeah. ghosts and haunts away from your baby. Right, I'm right. crying. Yeah. I'm crying. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah. I, I, I did that. Okay. Yeah, that, that is a complete okay. spell within itself. Like people do that all the time. Um, yeah. And and yeah. it'll be our same like you know elders who be like, oh, we don't yeah. mess with that. We don't do that. But. Look at you, grandma. Right. Um, so no, I guess I didn't my family wasn't like open openly practic- practicing it. But um around I guess the age of twenty, I consulted like a Santera, a Cuban Santera, um, who became my mentor um mm. <laughs> for the past twelve years. And when I spoke to her, all she kept saying to me is, did you know you're psychic and stuff like that? And she kept telling me, you know, things I would see and things I would dream because Mm. for all my life I've been doing, I've been dreaming and having these very vivid kind of prophetic dreams. So it kind of started from there. And with her tutelage and with her guidance, I started practicing. And then one day um, after like reading for my family and my friends, um, I got an invitation to do it professionally. And I was like, people will pay me for this. Okay. (laughs) And then I just, I started doing it. I never looked back. Um, But yeah, so it's something that I got into professionally. I would say professionally, maybe only seven years ago, but I've been practicing for 12. Um, But no one else, this hasn't been passed down to me. So to speak. Gotcha. So Loki, you really have to listen to yourself when you're a kid. So like uh, like like I told y'all, uh, Katrina and I, we went to elementary school together, right? Mm-hmm. And so Katrina, I hope it's okay to share this. But okay. um, when we were kids, we must have been like in the fourth grade. You had pulled me to the side and you were like, you know, I'm a witch, right? And so we're in the fourth grade and I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And you kind of were like, oh, do you want to be one too? And I was like, okay, yeah. Like, <laughs> you was down for the cause yeah and so like you know fast forward freaking 20 something years basically I would not imagine that today we would be here kind of having this conversation right now and um well you know I don't know uh I don't I I don't want to name you and say that you call yourself a witch but um I guess I'll end with a question uh how how do you refer to yourself which with a witch a witch doctor just root worker I don't know. All, all of the above. I'm not really, you know, offended by any of it. I think that, I mean, people try to use it offensively, but it yeah. really doesn't offend me because what are you really saying? Right, um, right, right. Exactly. Um, yeah. A lot of people prefer the term root worker. And I think with hoodoo, um, it is, I guess, the most correct term because it also does honor the tradition in, in, um, really emphasizing the fact that hoodoo is a practice made for and by people who didn't really have a lot of materials, so they would literally use the roots Mm. around them. 
um, which is where the root working really comes from using plants and herbs and, and the power of prayer um, over them to create this spell or, you know, magical item. So let me, let me ask you this. So I know like right now when you're saying uh, like root workers being able to use the things around them. So like on um, my grandfather, on my father's side, he was what like we would call a curandero, right? So mm-hmm. it was like a, um, I'm, I'm trying to like, it's like a, a healer basically, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, using the exact same things that you were just saying right now, like around using the stuff that was around them, herbs, prayer, mm-hmm. you know, and he, mm-hmm. he would do that. Um, how do you, like, what's your own like, personal understanding of like like not i guess like spirituality but also of like god because i know he would just recite prayers that were like Mm -hmm. in a book do you feel like i guess not like a need but is like is there like a certain one can't go without the other i want to add on to the question just a little bit too and Mm -hmm. so you you were kind of specific that uh hoodoo is not necessarily a religion and so if in right. your answer you could just talk mm-hmm. about uh do you have a quote-unquote religion or like what what did, what what's, what does spirituality look like in the context well um it's not a religion but hoodoo is very hoodoo specifically is very much rooted in christianity which is what which is something that i don't feel like a lot of people realize um the book of psalms is pretty much the cornerstone of magical verses um among hoodooists and they could be used for anything cursing cleansing um protection money drawing love drawing pretty much anything so it's based in christianity in that sense um but another great thing about hoodoo is it's very reflective of i think african-american culture in general where they draw from so many different cultures that they've touched as well. So you have, for example, um, container spells and bottle spells, um, honey jars and things like that, which is, um, this is just getting to my historian background, very reminiscent of European witch bottles um, in which you put in all the herbal ingredients uh, associated with that type of work and you shake it up or keep it around your home or light a candle on it. So hoodoo does, I guess, prescribe to a religion, but it also just incorporates a lot of different cultures that it's encountered as well. I don't know if that answers the question, but, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It does. And I'm curious about if, if you don't mind sharing about you, you personally, uh, where, uh, if you like uh hoodoo encompasses some uh christianity or like elements of christianity too but do you uh are you a christian or or anything else where where are you at it's funny because um my faith grows and changes just like anybody else's Mm -hmm. and i find myself i find myself experimenting with the different branches that hoodoo encompasses all the time like last year i would say i was praying to hindu gods and spirits a lot i found that um i i would just connect really well with them and have great results when i worked with them but lately i've been um thinking and um practicing a lot with i guess the well you guys know a little bit more about this than i do but 
the um, I guess the Christian covenant and not really having to use ingredients, but just believing in mm. um, in the I guess abundance that you know God provides and just mm-hmm. relying on that and just relying on you know what Hoodoo was called just Bible magic and reciting the Psalms and lighting candles with blessed oil and just offering them to different saints or whoever. So I think my faith changes. I don't know if it's as my energy changes or my needs change as a person, but uh, my faith definitely uh, changes a bit. I love that. Yeah, I I mean, I feel like that's, that's, I feel like that's so just part of like being like a spiritual being, right? It's just like it changes because our needs change, you know? Mm -hmm. So what are like some of like the wildest misconceptions that you've faced? Um, I don't think I really had any, um, any ideas either way about it personally before I started practicing, but I think it's just the, I guess, quote unquote, normal misconceptions people have of it um is just like like devil worship and evil and things like that which is just very odd to me because there has to be a concept of a devil for you to worship him hello and um (laughs) hello (laughs) and um it's just it doesn't exist in a lot of the things that we do in hoodoo uh a lot of people a lot of hoodoo Hoodoists are Christian and do just do Bible magic. Uh, a lot of them are also Jewish and use, um, you know, those uh, holy books and and um, and traditions to. Oh, I'm um, sorry. Um, they use those traditions and rituals in their magic. Um, so. I don't know. Like, um, so some of them do believe in the devil and things like that, but in general, it's just not a concept that you come across very often. So it's very strange to prescribe something to a tradition or a, um, yeah, to a tradition that doesn't even believe in that. Um, gotcha. 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 So, you know, you talk about some of the misconceptions being like devil worship, it's evil. You know, I, I mm-hmm. grew up hearing a lot of this. Yeah, I hear a of lot course. Of this. It's all Same. in pop culture. Um, mm-hmm. But I will, I'm going to be truthful to say that there is some fear that, you know, I, I have. And I know that some of it can be like rooted in anti-Blackness, what we see all around us, like and you know, uh, you or I, I deal with that myself, but there's like a part of it that I feel scared to tap into this power that mm-hmm. I don't understand. And it's uncontrollable. Like I'll give an example. I've always wanted to like get a tarot reading and I okay. never did it. Cause I'm just like, let me not mess with that just in case. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and yeah. so like, what are your thoughts on that, on that, on the idea of, um, of this unknown, like, is there, and is there anything to fear? Um, no. And that's actually really interesting because I've had this conversation with my, um, with my, some of my close Muslim friends as well. And they have just been, um, very staunch and saying like only, you know, Allah knows what's going to happen. And I think that what people don't get is, you know, I agree. I'm not, I'm not saying that he doesn't, but, um, what tower readings do is they don't tell you it's not a doom and gloom reading. It's not telling you exactly what's going to happen and what's predestined to happen to you. A tarot reading only tells you 
what's happening now and what will continue to happen if you move forward in the exact way that you're moving now. Yo, not, you just schooled me right now. Because <laughs> I feel like nobody broke that do. down before. Yeah, it's not, you know, this will definitely happen to you. And this, you know, it's not a doom and gloom type situation. It's just kind of like a forewarning. And what I find tower readings are, are more like, <laughs> it's like if, if you had someone to like read you, but it reads you, like it tells you exactly, <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> it, it tells you exactly what you're doing. Right. And a lot of people, times people come and get power readings on situations they already know the answers to. Mm. So it's Y'all like just dropping gems, <laughs> right? Now, real life, right? Yeah. So it's just kind of like you already know what's happening, and you just kind of want a confirmation or someone to a lot of the bad thing is that a lot of times people want people to tell them what they want to hear right? Um, during a tower reading. So it's just kind of like, you already know the answer and you're coming to me for validation. Um, mm, okay. But it's not really, it's not a life predictor. I always tell people I don't read for uh, past 18 months because realistically you are <laughs> the captain of your own ship. Like, you determine yeah. what's going to happen to you. So if you change your behaviors, you know, the readings change with it. Right, right, right. Oh, you're really so. putting me on. Like, yeah, so no, this is, yeah, because yeah. this is not, yeah. this goes back to what you were saying, Yaya, about just like misconceptions that you hear, right? It's like, mm-hmm. I never would have thought, uh, Katrina, that like a, a tarot reading was that, like exactly how you just yeah. described it, but it makes so much more sense to me now. Right. Yeah. Cause I know for me, like, you know, I, I, I am growing in my interest in astrology and I think about it the same way of like, it's not necessarily like so deterministic. It's really like, here's right. the info, here's what you're working with and how you're going to work it. And so uh, that, that's really interesting. Um, right. What else do you do like to, to help you, you in, in your practice and for like community? I think for me, um, and going back to astrology, I don't know if it's just me being a Taurus and stuff, but repetition really helps for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it might help for anybody to just kind of realize, or I guess magic has helped me realize um, a lot of people come to you and they want magic spells and they think that that means things will happen and change overnight. But it's just like any sort of prayer. um, God is not going to help you clean up a mess that it made you took you 10 years to make with one single candle. That's not how Ooh. it works. <laughs> yeah, I heard like, that. It, I'm going to rewind that back. <laughs> yeah. So like it takes work on yourself. And I think right. what magic does and or, is, or it's done for me is just held me accountable because it's like you're asking spirit for all these magnificent and wonderful things. And, but in the mundane and real world, you're doing nothing. And that's not how it works. Um, a lot of times practitioners will tell you like, you know, you're, you're sitting there and you're asking spirit for money or a job, but then you're sitting home doing nothing. Spirit's Mm -hmm. looking at you like, do you, what do you want? Like your actions actually have to match your magic. Like you can pray over a job application, but did you send it in? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that, um, (laughs) It's. It, I think that um, it's kind of like not a double-edged sword in a bad way, but it's like, mm-hmm. okay, you've done the magic and spiritual work. What about the physical work? What about the mental and emotional work? Yeah, I think well? it's, it, it sounds like 
I mean, what me and, and Yaya say all the time of like, you know, there's faith, but then there's action to that, right? It's, it's right. more than like, it's more than thoughts and prayers, right? It's also right. actual action that we got to take. Right. And um, is there any danger in in this practice that you've come across because people are doing it the wrong way or are doing it with like the for the wrong reasons? Like, can you tell if someone's practicing it wrong and like the dangers in that? Um, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Okay. Um, I think there's 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 two different components to that though. Practicing it wrong, honestly, if you're doing a magical ritual wrong, you can't. There's a very slight chance that you might jinx yourself, which is just a bit of bad luck you might give yourself simply because you may have been doing a reversal spell and you meant to send something to someone and you accidentally put it on yourself. Oh, but man, I think okay. that I I think that um that's maybe a bit more rare. Okay, <laughs> um, okay. I don't think it really happens that much. But can you play with darker forces and invite something in that you are not ready to invite in? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Okay. Um, but I think that in <laughs> with your general practice, that really shouldn't happen to both people because. Again, the deities you're working with are, especially in hoodoo, um, mostly saints, mostly right. God. Um, mm-hmm. So that shouldn't really be happening. Um, you know, I've I've always heard there's like good magic and there's bad magic. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like good brujas and bad brujas. So is there right. is there really such a thing as a bad bruja, or is it just yeah. bad bruja as like they just they they missed the they missed a sentence in the spell, didn't know how to really do it. <laughs> I, I think I think yeah I think I think there is that um quote-unquote bad bruja as is in like you don't know what you're doing you shouldn't be doing it um but do I think you're going to lose a limb from it absolutely not I gotcha. think you might just do something silly yeah um silly to yourself um but in terms of um negative work I think you can harm yourself with negative work, especially if you don't know what you're doing. A lot of people, and I've I've even seen this happen to, uh, this is this is the age of the internet too. A lot of people, you know, performing spells that they shouldn't be performing. Like a new popular thing is like putting in tranquil spirit after someone who a lost lover and stuff like that, and that's pretty much cursing someone until they return to you. Wow. Wow. And that's okay. the trend? Jeez. <laughs> and that's popping. That's popping right now. <laughs> I'll be careful with that one. Right. Okay. Um, so Katrina, you know, you talk about this trend that's happening in this digital space, right? Um, what do you what are your thoughts about like all the traction of like digital spaces? I know that you're on ETSY, which seems like a positive thing for you. Um yeah. just, what's your thought about it? Um, I think that the internet does, um, I think it does put root work and conjure into the spotlight and it could be a good thing, but I also think it turns it into a commercial thing. And there's a lot of people out there that don't know what they're talking about and that's dangerous. And they're selling these spells and they're doing these rituals for people that really shouldn't be taken lightly, but for some reason they are. Is there anything that you can think of that like, so as a beginner, let's say I'm like, like 
a listener leaves the show and they're like, yo, I'm about to check this out online. Is there anything that you can think of where you can just spot and say, this is a fraud. <laughs> this person is fraudulent. They are not, you know, like anything that you can think of just off the bat. Um, there's a couple things that you can have ways, sorry, that you can spot a fraud. Anyone who, number one, going back into bad, bad magic, good magic. There are very, very, very few circumstances in which a person is cursed. If someone, if that's the first thing someone says to you, you're probably Mm. getting robbed. Got you. Okay. So that, that's number one. Um, Number two, I think it's just kind of um, overly positive people. <laughs> um, there's this, <laughs> there's this new, tr- I guess, to be to sell and to be commercial. You have all these people waving around like sage sticks and talking about your vibrations and stuff like that, which is cute. But there's real spiritual work to be done. Right. Um, and so if people are only talking about you know vibrations and um, crystals and doing all this light work while that's good and great um if people aren't telling you to put that energy into your altars into your deities into your actual worship i think that's also a warning sign because as much as you can you know sage your house and you know put crystals around it like you also have to remember this is a spiritual practice and there are spirits to appease as well. So unless you're putting work into that, I don't think you're much of a real practitioner. Got you. Are there are there any um, either pages or books to read that people who are, again, just like interested in it, that would be a good like guide for them to kind of somewhat get on the right path and not end up at like some prosperity, like, Seem like the same problems. Like, like, is there like certain like certain books that can get people started or pages to follow, or just like something that that you would like recommend? I would recommend all beginners to start with Bible magic because there's really nothing that could go wrong there. Um, so start praying to saints if you want protection work. You know, go to Saint Michael if you have obstacles. Go to Saint Peter. And start with that kind of work because there's literally nothing that's going to go wrong with it. Um, in terms of books, I would say Miss Aida. She is she's my mentor and she's just really well respected in the Hudu community. Um, she started off um, with Santeria and she's actually hilarious because she told me that she stopped practicing it because she was tired of animal sacrifices. <laughs> So speaking about the differences between kind of traditions. Yeah. Um, and she write, she wrote an entire book on hoodoo cleansing and protection, which is really good. Um, and also just the Bible, the books of book of Psalms, you can kind of just Google um hoodoo verses for um hoodoo verses for different, you know, works. And because hoodoo is so grounded in Bible magic those that's really just the cornerstone so you don't really need much else other than that and um there's also just praying in your own words in earnest to be honest um writing your prayer down on a piece of paper also helps um if you're trying to manifest something as well 
Yeah. So those are my tips. Hmm. I like, I like, I like. like. Um, I'm definitely going to do some Googling on this Bible magic. I honestly I've never I've never heard of it before, but uh you are putting me on. And so before we like really wrap up, um, I wanna name a few common like quote, quote, magical accessories, props, or ideas, you know, whatever, that are, like, floated in pop culture and ask you to kind of share what you think. So, like, a free association kind of thing, okay? Yeah. So, you know, just whatever you think, whatever comes to mind. Uh, Voodoo dolls. Useful. (laughs) Ah. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. Witches. Um, Practitioners. Okay, okay. Love potions. Precarious. Ooh, uh, I, I want to hear more. Um, um, uh, oh, yeah, now will be good. Yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think per, I have a, lo- a love hate relationship with love spells. I feel like they're the most commonly asked for and the least commonly needed. Um, I feel like people always trying to revive situations that are just not right. And, um, they get caught up in it. Um, I, I know people who work on people for years instead of just like moving on with their lives. It, it can get really dangerous um, psychologically, I think, for people. Um, yeah. And then a lot of times when I do do love spells and they are successful, people get the person back and then realize they don't want them. So <laughs> I would say, I would Sounds just about say, right. right? <laughs> Yeah, I would just say mm, maybe move on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, listeners, that's what you heard that, right? Okay. The urge to do listen. a love spell, consider just moving just on. Moving on. About that? Yeah. Um, I'm going to actually ask you if you would go back to Voodoo Dolls and give me a little bit more useful. Uh, very yeah, curious. So I think that that's another thing that I think also has a very negative connotation. Absolutely. But Voodoo Dolls can be used for anything. You can make a doll on yourself. And if you're having problem sleeping make a doll of yourself and put it in a bed of lavender and roses and keep it at your bedside um and it promotes better sleep or if you want to be surrounded by prosperity you can make a doll of yourself and stuff it with money herbs and surround it with money so there's so many different ways to work with these dolls if you have a, a, a disease or you need healing you can wash it your own doll down with holy water so there's just so many different ways to work with dolls that I don't think people think about. They always think about negative work, but yeah. there are a lot of positive ways to use dolls. What's the, um, since we're on the topic, what's the, I guess, the connection between like the doll and like, I know you were saying like, if you're, um, if you have a disease, like what, what, what's that connection? Is it just like the showing of the care or? Showing of the care, spiritual work. I think it's no, it's no different than, um, the you know African American tradition of laying hands on the afflicted and the sick. It's the same type of sympathetic magic, right. just, you know, um, associated with it. Yeah, that's beautiful how you put that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, and so we're gonna end off with uh, keeping it spicy. Hey. Sex magic. What what are your thoughts? I love sex magic. <laughs> <laughs> it's, some of, <laughs> it's some of the fastest working magic in the world, and um. A really quick and great sex spell is just taking a catnip bath, boil up some catnip and bathe in it. Hmm. Okay. Um, and what is, what is that? Yeah. 
what, what, how does that help us? It, it, it's an attractant. So, um, you can work with catnip. Yeah. You can work with catnip on candles. You can bathe in it. You can make a catnip tea, but yeah, it's just really easy, simple magic. You see, real talk, God talk, listeners. Don't ever say we ain't give you nothing. We gave you, you know, over here gave you. <laughs> we gave you a <laughs> Let us know how it goes. Don't come back with no quarantine babies. For <laughs> Honestly, I just want to say thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Katrina. So amazing. You were just so open. Um, you really have uh, taken the fear. I think a lot of even fear, like. Uh, we, Truth and I, we both went to seminary. We both, yeah. I think, academically understand some of what you, you're talking about. But when it comes to, like, just knowing someone that is involved with root work and just seeing the, the connections to, like, my own culture, I think that you've taken some of the fear away from it for me. And I hope that you've done so for listeners, too. And so um, before you go, though, if you could just leave listeners with how they can uh, reach out to you, get in touch with you, connect with you, uh, your shop, your handle on social whatever message you want to leave them with just welcome yeah of course um well thank you for having me this has been great um my you can get to me on my etsy or on my um instagram and my handle is brooklyn's roots b-r-o-o-k-l-y-n-s roots and yeah just reach out to me with any questions that you might have to keep the conversation going tell us what you think by following us on instagram or twitter at Real Talk on God Talk. Today is Tuesday, October 27th, and you're listening to The Moon Reading. In our previous episode, we started the Zodiac 101 series with a primer on sun signs. But this week, we're getting even more advanced. We're talking about the moon and ascendant signs, which is where the magic really happens. To calculate your sun sign, all you need is your month and date of birth. But that's really only scratching the surface. We get the full picture of our astrological selves when we learn about our moon and ascendant signs as well. To understand, in her 2019 article, This is the Real Difference Between Your Sun, Moon, and Rising Signs, Nina Khan from Bustle gives us a good way to imagine the difference between the three. Nina says, just as the sun is the center of our solar system and the basis of life on Earth, your sun's sign represents the center of you, or the core of who you are. What you may think, dream, imagine, and hope to be is indicated by your moon and ascendants, but the sun is who and what you are. To be your best self in terms of your sun sign is to cause your energies to work along the path in which they will have the maximum help from planetary vibrations. So if the sun is who we are, then the ascendant or rising sign is the version of us that people see at first glance. Our ascendant sign isn't a planet, rather it's a point where the sky meets the earth and it's where the sun rises in our astrological charts. And finally, the moon in astrology rules over our emotional and intimate sides, the parts of ourselves we keep close. Nina puts it all together quite well by saying, while the sun represents the core of yourself and the moon represents your inner self, you can think of your rising sign as being representative of your outer self. And Yaya's way of understanding it is that you are your sun sign, your ascendant 
represents the lady in the streets. And the moon sign is the freak in the sheets. And on that note, I'll leave you with the knowledge that October's full moon is coming up on October 31st. Lots of energy around this time, so play it cool, y'all. Have fun. Nothing too wild this weekend. Ah, y'all heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here making sure we staying right. <laughs> right. Between between the sex magic, right? <laughs> the full moon. We, we got a lot going on. <laughs> ah, freaky dicky stuff going on. <laughs> Just uh, keep it keep it safer this weekend, yeah. y'all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so thank you, yeah, yeah. And like we said at the beginning of the show, um, the real talk on God Talk, we have a Halloween costume contest, right? Woo-woo. So here's the thing. Y- y'all want to win some real talk on God Talk Swag? This is what you got to do. This year, post a picture of you in your Halloween costume. Tag us at Real Talk on God Talk on Instagram and use the hashtag R-T-O-G-T Halloween. And then we're going to get all these submissions. We're going to look at all y'all pictures. We're going to give y'all all likes. You know, we're going to get all that done. But then Yaya and I are going to choose the winner of best Halloween costume. We're going to reach out to you. We're going to get you some God Talk swag. And then you go and rep us wherever you go in style. Yes. Y'all going to be cute. You're already a part of the family. It, it only makes sense. It yeah, only makes it sense. only makes sense. So join us for our Real Talk on God Talk Halloween costume contest. Share it with your friends. Let them get in on it too. You know, give them a chance to not only listen to the podcast, but to also win, you know, enter for a chance to win some some swag. And who doesn't like swag? So <laughs> swag. That remind me of work. They always call stuff at work swag. I'm like, oh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so once again, thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, we hope y'all enjoyed this real rich conversation. Y'all mm-hmm. make sure to go and follow Katrina. Y'all got her all her, her info to get in contact with her. And y'all make sure y'all like subscribe to our page and podcast follow us on instagram twitter facebook Review everywhere we are joint on yeah iTunes. five stars cinco five star chicks nothing less five star chicks if y'all can yeah. only see me dancing right now this oh my is why goodness. we record <laughs> and we don't do videos <laughs> but yeah yeah so definitely subscribe rate us you know do all that. Show some love and, and tell someone who has not listened to Real Talk on God Talk. Tell them to listen. Tell them to tune in. And we might just have some other real cool stuff concerning this episode for y'all later, later this week. Oh, y'all yeah, got to yeah, stay tuned in. Bonus content. Yeah, but y'all got to follow us, though. So make sure y'all following us on Instagram at Real Talk on God Talk. And we're going to catch you on the next one. Peace. Bye, y'all. I don't believe in God. I know God. I love me some Jesus. Too, too much. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's on the next episode. It's the moon reading. I rock with you, Yaya. It's all love. They better listen to this advice. We good. You crazy, girl. This is what this show is about, all right? We With keep the it real. real and real talk. The God in God 